Let's bow our heads for prayer. Gracious and loving Father in heaven, help us as we walk each day in this world to fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Remind us that it's all about the cross and the empty tomb and living each day by your word and spirit. Father, we pray, be with each of us, but especially with these five young men before us on this day who are ready to confirm their faith before family and friends, before brothers and sisters in Christ. Open our ears this day to hear and to rejoice in all of your promises. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. There is a tendency for us at certain times in our lives to think that we have arrived and that we are, in a sense, finished. Such is sometimes the case with confirmation. We've gone through instruction, we've learned, we've grown in the faith, we've We've hit the eighth grade or so, somewhere in that range. And now we're going to be confirmed. And then, woohoo, we're done. Any of you out there ever think that way at times when you were their age? Yeah, maybe. But I got to tell you that God never stops working in our lives and we are to never stop growing in the grace of God. You see, what's going on in our lives, and not just at your age, but all of our ages, is that we are, in a sense, as Jesus describes in our gospel lesson today, we are the vine, the branches, if you will, that are that are being worked all the time by God. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You see, it is the job of a, of a vine dresser to keep the branches healthy. And so the vine dresser works not only to harvest grapes at times, but also to dress the vines, if you will, to cut out some of the dead pieces and to restore health to the vine, 
keep it healthy. And at times even, what, what they will do, if anybody has any experience with vines, you know this, is they will take these vines that have been planted hundreds of years ago that are still pretty healthy, and they graft new branches into them. You see, that's what God is doing to us. He is taking us as individuals, each and every one of us, and he's grafting us into Christ, into the vine. And he does that with every generation of believers. And he does it through the waters of baptism. And today you have opportunity to, to affirm your faith. A faith that was spoken on behalf of you years ago when most of you were cute. <laughs> you're, you're beyond the cute stage now. You're, you're handsome, okay? Just letting you know that. Spoken in words that you don't remember because you were too little. And today you have an opportunity to, to affirm those promises, those words that were spoken to grab a hold of this faith that you have in Jesus Christ and to call it your own. There's an old expression that says God doesn't have any grandchildren. He only has children, sons and daughters. And so you are his sons. You didn't really inherit the faith, if you will, but it's been taught to you. And it's been gifted to you by God and the power of his Holy Spirit. Now, today, after your confirmation, you're not going to feel any different, really. But you are. Because what God is doing is, is setting your feet on a lifelong journey of living the faith. And as you go through that journey, you need to remember that you're not alone. That Christ is always with you. That promise is, is given. He says to all of his disciples, behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. There will be times in your life when you are going to struggle with your faith. No doubt about it. You got the halls of high school coming up fast. And you're going to be challenged. You're going to be challenged to hang on to your faith. You're going to be challenged to defend the faith. You're going to be challenged by kids around you who think that being a Christian is dull or boring, old-fashioned, irrelevant, not worth the time and the effort. You're going to be challenged by some of the attitudes of the world today that says Jesus isn't real, that the Bible doesn't tell the truth, that it's all made up and invented stories. You're going to be challenged. And you have a choice every time you're challenged. You have a choice to stand with Christ or to follow the ways of the world. Did you catch what our epistle lesson said today? It said this. Beloved, 
Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is, is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, that applies not just to you guys, but to all of us. In God's eyes, we are his little children. You are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. When you have Christ in your hearts, when you're walking with Christ, you are greater than anything that Satan can throw across your path. The unbelievers... They are from the world, they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. You know, that's, that's important because you know what? As you stand for your faith, as you witness your faith, as you share your faith, scriptures right here tell us that people are not going to listen. They might give you the cold shoulder. They might say a few choice words. Turn the back. They might look at you like you just got stupid written all over your forehead. That's the world. And the world reacts that way because the world doesn't want to deal with truth and the world doesn't want to deal with God. Because to deal with God means that you have to answer to somebody who's higher than you are. And like many young teenagers, we like to believe that it's our life and we can do with it as we please. And every time you're tempted to think those words or tell them to your parents, I want you to remember that it's, it's not your life. It belongs to the one who created you, who shaped you, who molded you who called you by name in the waters of baptism. It belongs to the one who died on the cross so that you could be forgiven and have life for eternity. Jesus says, Abide in me, and I in you. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Keep your hearts and your lives focused on Jesus Christ. And know that he's with you. And in those times as you struggle in life and you think that God has forgotten you, just remember that he's still there. And he works things in, in his good time and for his good purposes. The world doesn't understand that. They're cut off from Christ, and as the message tells us, they're gathered up like a bunch of dry sticks, and they're, they're burned in the fire. They're burned in the fire, destroyed because they're apart from Christ. There will be times when you have to walk through the fires of life. And in those difficult and challenging times, what God is doing is refining your faith and purifying it and making it stronger. 
The difficult challenges and the, the things we face with Christ give us a strength and a peace that passes all of our human understanding. And so my encouragement to you today is to continue abiding in Christ as your Lord and Savior. To rely upon Him. To be in prayer on a regular basis daily. To let Him know the desires of your hearts. And don't just pray when you walk into a high school classroom and it's a test and you forgot to study. I know that prayer. Dear Lord, I really messed up. Please help me to pass. That's one of our prayers of desperation. It's okay to pray that. But don't pray just that. Pray for your classmates. Pray for your teachers. Pray for your family and your friends. Pray for God's Holy Spirit to work in the lives of people around you in addition to your own lives. Because you see, even at your age, walking the hallways of a high school, God can use you to influence others. And that's what God calls us to do in the promises of our baptisms, our confirmation affirmations, if you will, and through our whole lives. He reminds us, by this, my Father is glorified, so that you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. Don't be afraid to stand for the faith. Don't be afraid to share it. Don't be afraid of what the world can do to you, but know that your lives are in the hands of a Savior who died for you and that you are covered with his righteousness and his grace and his mercy today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all of our human understanding keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.